What's up, everybody? It is Jacob Levy back here with another episode of Today in Sports. This time I am joined by my good friend and gracious guest, Ari Kornreich. Ari, say what's up to the people. What's up to the people? <laughs> um, he uh, has graciously given me his time, and we are going to talk a bit today about the Deshaun Watson situation that uh, seemingly refuses to end and gets more and more crazy by the day. Um, so before we even go in any direction on this, I just want to get your thoughts on the situation in general, just from the beginning, you know, step by step, when you heard what was going on, specifically with his trade happening in the middle of everything going on legally, you know, where where was your head at when you heard about that, you know? Yeah, sure. I mean, I was at work, which was pretty funny. Uh, and, you know, we'd all been hearing sort of about Deshaun Watson and sort of this saga that wouldn't end in terms of his trade. You know, Baker Mayfield came out with the mea culpa of a, a goodbye before even being not the starter anymore. There was a lot of rumors about Watson going to the Falcons. And then all of a sudden, you know, the Browns emerged when it was told that that wasn't going to be a possibility. Um, you know, I think everyone sort of expected something after hearing that the civil cases against him, the 22 separate cases, uh, weren't going to be criminal. And, you know, it seems like it was a pretty quick turnaround between that and a deal getting done. Uh, I personally was really surprised that he decided to go to the Browns. I mean, they do have a good situation football wise, but doesn't seem like the place that a winner wants to go. Uh, but all the football takes aside, I think it's it's pretty ridiculous that he just signed the largest guaranteed money deal of all time, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit as we go on. But yes, $230 million guaranteed for a quarterback who still has 22 civil cases against him. That was the first thing that entered my mind was like all the football stuff aside – it's ridiculous that now the highest paid contract ever in the NFL is to a guy with 22 active civil cases open against him, which is just, I think it speaks volumes about the NFL. I think it speaks volume about the quarterback position. Really, overall, it's crazy. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. I think there are two separate facets, facets to this, and, and one is football and one is everything else. And unfortunately they have kind of started to merge into one thing with this new contract. But the the decision to go to Cleveland to me is very interesting because, frankly, it's kind of unprecedented for them to be a desirable destination to anyone. Right. Um, nevertheless, a, a top-tier player at his position. And, uh, you know, one thing that was shocking to me, and I'm, I'm very curious how it's going to play out and what your thoughts are, is... You know, the guy hasn't played a football game in over a year now. And that's, like, not the kind of position where, in theory, you should just be able to take time off and just come right back in and be, you know, some god athlete. And, you know, there's a lot of mental hoops and hurdles to, to jump through at a position like quarterback. And, you know, everything off the field aside... But at the same time, you have to wonder if that factors into how much he's really been able to focus on football while not even playing the game for this yeah. last year plus. And, you know, regardless of the fact that um, all these allegations are against him, paying $230 million of guaranteed money to a guy who hasn't played a game in over a year, 
and even when he was playing, while he's great, was not the best at his position, was was probably top five to seven, but was not the best at his position, is kind of crazy and honestly very Browns. It's very Cleveland Browns. That was the words that were right at the tip of my tongue when you were saying that. Like, it is very Cleveland. Yeah, and and I think, you know, okay, so so tying in some of the stuff that's going on off the field, I mean, there... It's just a tough situation when that stuff bleeds into football. And historically, what we've seen with the NFL is uh, those situations legally, they get decided, they get figured out, they get ironed out, whatever ends up happening with those cases, uh, it then transitions back to football later on when kind of the dust has settled a little bit. And this is really the first time I can think of when something is ongoing and there's just as much on the field activity going on uh, as there is off the field activity. And that's, you know, maybe, like you said, it speaks to the league for sure. Um, It honestly is kind of jarring. And maybe it's because we're used to seeing things done off the field. And then, you know, when the dust settles, someone comes back. Sure. But there's a, a weird moral element to this that just kind of rubs me at least the wrong way, knowing that a guy it has all these allegations against him, has a punishment looming from the league in, in theory, but nothing has happened yet. And right. at the same time is the most one of the most valued commodities in the sport. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, I was I was reading some articles about Deshaun Watson today and I came across one from cbssports.com just sort of going over the trade and how some of the details have been changing and if you look at Watson's contract and the structure with the way that it is for the Browns for this season he's only making a base salary of 1.035 mil this year and each game that he misses will uh, the contract deduction is 57,500 so it seems like perhaps the Browns and him both know that a suspension is coming. Maybe a little uh, insider football right there <laughs> that the league has sort of already decided what's coming. Yeah. And that might be why the Browns were okay with making the deal. If so, once again, I think that's kind of messed up on the part of the NFL. Because even if you you know don't know for sure what Watson's suspension is, the fact that it's leaking enough that they know to give him a limited deal in the first year, and you could say that they're trying to play it safe, bada, 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 whatever. There's no way he would agree to that or them if they didn't know that a suspension was coming. And I think that, you know, this idea of the NFL that they can, you know, have a suspension and then afterwards it'll be like, oh, it's all over. You know, he learned his lesson from eight games on the sideline. You know, it's the same argument for steroids in baseball. They keep doing it, right? So it, it, to me, it seems like it's it's an empty gesture. And if everything is calculated into the cost of doing business, how do you change the overall scope of it? So it doesn't seem like the NFL is really committed to disciplining, disciplining its players unless they are accused falsely of deflating a football. Um, but, you know, we don't have to get into We're that. We're not so bitter right about now. it. Yeah. We're not bitter about it doesn't matter what region of the country we're from. Um, I don't know. This whole contract with Watson, and kind of like you were saying, we don't know where he is 
mentally or physically at all. We've seen him in sweatpants on a sideline, you know, looking like he's in shape, but that's not the same as playing in an NFL season. We, we all know that. So it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, he has put up MVT, MVP type numbers before. He's had good, you know, good stretches, uh, never put really put together a full campaign of like this guy is top three in the league could be a product of playing at the time of some of the best quarterbacks, but we don't have any idea what's coming for him as fans legally or play wise. So it, it seems like a crazy, crazy deal. But then again, the success of the Cleveland Browns drafting quarterbacks has been, let's say suspect to be kind. It's been <laughs> a little up and down, maybe, yeah, uh, maybe more downs. Pick. Maybe a few more downs when you look at that jersey that's got a string of names on it that can't even fit on a regular jersey. So I get what they're trying to do, throw big money at the best free agent quarterback that's really been available in a while. I mean, you could argue Rodgers was a free agent, but not really free agent. There were only a few teams he would have considered. So I get what they're trying to do. I think it's a crazy overreaction. I think that the league has you know, shown time and time again that they don't care about their image. They're trying to make money, and so are the Cleveland Browns. They're trying to win football games and make money. And everything else takes a backseat to that, whether it's can the guy play legally or physically. Yeah, and and maybe that really ties into the bigger picture question. And, you know, the sad thing is I want to say issue, but at the end of the day, I really don't think it is for the league, which is do they really give a shit about bad PR? Do they really care? Because there's now so many examples of them playing the reaction card to public outcry, but there's never the, the proactivity to try and get ahead of these things until they hear endless crap from the public and their hand is forced. And, you know, I I just wrote down here because a little note, because it's, it's kind of crazy to me that, COVID had a greater impact on ratings in the league than kneeling for the national anthem or any domestic violence or legal incident that's taken place. And, you know, numbers were up this year. They estimated a a shit ton of people. That's a rough estimate. Um, We're we're watching the Super Bowl this year. And, you know, there was no Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. There were rising stars, but there's no legit certified stud that is a household name in the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. this year. And, you know, it just makes you think, uh, is there really anything that can derail or stop the league to the point where they would pay attention to it in a more proactive manner? Because at the end of the day, they are more than any other group of businessmen, bottom line focused, and their bottom line is richer and richer every single year. So, you know, it doesn't really feel like there's a reason for them to care about this, which is, you know, awful, but it's just, what can you do about it, right? The way it is, yeah. Yeah, so, I I mean, I just think, you know, with the Watson thing specifically, you know, the other sad part is he's probably going to be good, (laughs) and it's probably (laughs) going to blow over, and I don't think people will necessarily forget about it, but the attention to what's going on off the field if this suit passes, will subside. And that just really, frankly, just sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, any closing thoughts before we uh, tie this one down? 
No, I, I mean, I think you're right. You know, the league is in a position of power and, you know, what's going to make them change, what's going to make them alter their behavior from a PR standpoint, probably the only thing that could is a loss of money. And like you said, that's not happening anytime soon. No big spot. Pepsi isn't going to stop hosting the halftime show just because there's some civil cases against Deshaun Watson. Whether that's where we are as a society or if that's because of the power that the NFL wields currently as the most popular sport in America, I think there's no debate about that in terms of TV viewership also. Things aren't going to change. And, you know, that encourages, I think, future behavior like this. Um, and also, you know, the, the, the idea that you can get away with anything or that you're bigger than anything is built. It's not inherited. So... I think that's what we're heading towards, and it's kind of, a, I mean, that's where we are, and we're heading towards more of it in terms of the NFL. I wish that would change, but I don't think it's going to anytime soon, and the Deshaun Watson contract is sort of just the stamp on the letter for that one. Yeah, and I, and I think it really can be summed up just by saying that there has been more attention by the league on whether or not to change the overtime rules than yeah. there is towards a domestic abuse allegation from over 20 different women against mm-hmm. one player. And Not to mention a year-long suspension for Calvin Ridley for uh, betting on a game. Yeah, game exactly, himself. with a partner of the league, too. Right. Um, and that's a whole different story for another day. But um, Of course. Yeah, so, you know, not to be a, a downer here, but I do think that's, that's where we're going to wrap this pot up. Um, Ari, thank you for coming on. Of I course. appreciate it. We got to have you back. It was a pleasure. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, the comments, the feedback, always appreciated. means a lot. We're having fun. We're doing what we love here. And uh, talk to you guys soon. Peace.